how to change a bad habit, cure anxiety, and perhaps even learn for 18 hours a day. Welcome into this week's podcast. My name is Michal Brook. Thank you for being here. I really believe that the Mirror Mashkiach of Yeruchim Levavitz gives us a piece of wisdom this week on Parshas Acharemos that I don't believe it's too much to say that it can be life-changing. You see, God forbid, when someone is overweight, perhaps they smoke or too much at that, they maybe abuse alcohol or they ingest other harmful substances into the body, we know that it's very detrimental to the person's bodily and physical health. But what we may not know is that there's also the health of the neshama, our soul, which it's very hard to get in touch with, but it's where our conscience lives. It's very hard to connect with it. It's very hard to even understand the health of the neshama. But Rabbi Rucham tells us, and he brings proofs to this, that a person's bodily and physical health is in turn what changes the health of the soul as well. The quickest way as we jump in here to make one's soul healthy, to change a habit, to affect deep-rooted, sunken-in soul health is to stay physically and bodily healthy. When the body is in discomfort, then the soul can feel disconnected. And when a person is physically unhealthy, his ruchnius, his spirituality, that which lives in the soul, can feel very caught up and stymied, like there's no real where to turn or direction. So it is very vital that we promote bodily health. We are mentally strong, healthy, our bodies are robust and ready to do Avaitis Hashem and be productive individuals. For otherwise, it can also cause very detrimental health complications in the land of the soul. So bad habits, how do they actually form? Let's go a step deeper. How do we even form any sort of habit? Now, if you think about the first day that you were born, well, perhaps we can't think about that, but if you've ever seen a newborn baby, how do they know to blink? How do they know to breathe? Who taught them? I remember, but a few days into my daughter's life, right after she was born, when we put a bottle in her hands, she already or very quickly learned to put it into her mouth to consume the liquid. How does a newborn child who hasn't been taught anything know the basic ways to live and what to do with its limbs? So the answer, explains Rav Yeruchim, is that they begin to try different things as children. Infants, they need air to breathe. So they don't know what to do, and then all of a sudden they try sucking in air, and then they feel better. So their brain says, oh, I should do that again because I like to breathe. I don't like to be uncomfortable. My eyes feel the need to blink. Let me try to blink. And after a person does something once and they see that it's 
productive, they do it again, and they do it again, and the building blocks, the Lavena Algabe Lavena begins to form until good, solid, healthy, living habits are formed. The kid grows up. He starts to hear about the Aleph Bays, the ABCs. He learns the alphabet. He or she begins to learn about words, how to form sentences and ideas. And at each step that they grow, they don't actually immediately know what to make of the step that they're on. They don't know what an A is. It's like a basic act. They just hear ah, ba, sa, or C, whatever sound C makes. But slowly, with the power of habituation, with the power of consistency, things begin to build and to grow and habits, good habits, are formed. This supernatural power called habituation is even used in psychology to cure anxiety. Officially stated that when a person is bothered by some stimuli, an uncomfortable sensation, they are anxious about something, well then, constant exposure to that item over and over habituates the mind until that same stimuli, eventually the person can learn to live with that discomfort and it eventually fades into the background. The diminishing of a psychological or emotional response to a prevalent repeated stimuli. This is called habituation, and it is remarkably powerful and diametrically opposed to the good sort of habituation, the learning to live life, is the other side, is when, God forbid, somebody is in a tough spot and they respond in the wrong way, and then they respond again in that same way and again and again, and they eventually have habituated themselves to a certain reassurance, to the wrong approach, and it becomes comfortable and it becomes habitual to respond the wrong way to certain uncomfortable sensations. Rabbis have yelled about this for literally thousands of years that we must be careful not to perform our spirituality, our ruchnius, our mitzvahs, our davening, our Torah as anoshimilumada, as second-naturedly or doing it by rote. They've yelled against it. It could be the cause of the downfall of the Jewish people, just performing the mitzvahs by rote without any sort of feeling. But here today, I'm here carrying a message from the Mashkiach. I'm here to tell you that we got it all wrong. I'm here today to tell you that being stuck in a rut is a beautiful and powerful thing, and it's the only way to be successful. Let me explain. When you look at the calendar, the Jewish calendar, you'll find that it's very repetitive. Pesach always falls out at the same time of the year, the same for Sukkot, Shabbos is every seven days, the sun always rises in the morning, there's always a morning Korea Shema, the sun always sets at nighttime, it goes up in one direction, it goes down in the other direction. And in the galaxies, the cosmos, in all the planets and that stuff, it does the same thing over and over. The earth circles around the sun and keeps going and going, and that never changes and never will change. 
it is so consistent and it is so habitual. Let's ask a question. How could the Jewish calendar be so blasé? So the same thing over and over. Why isn't there anything new? Why do things have to be recreated in the world every day and stay the exact same way that they were the day before? Let's get something new in here. So here's the aside, here's the fundamental idea. In Parshas Acharemos, the Lord speaks to Moshe and tells him, Those neighbors that you had in your past, the Egyptians, Don't act like your neighbors. Those Egyptians that acted in a very grotesque way, and your future neighbors, the Canaanim, that act very immorally, don't mimic them, don't learn from their behaviors. And you shall not follow their laws. The Jewish people must remain with a certain Jewish culture to go our own way and not follow those of the other nations. And then listen to this. Hashem continues. As mishpotai ta'asu, Rather, my rules alone shall you observe and faithfully follow my laws. And then seemingly some extra words. That you should go in these laws. What does it mean to go in these laws? Rashi explains. Do not forsake the Torah. Don't say, I finished Torah. I know what it means to be a Jew. Hadron Allah kol hatorah kula. So Eilich, I'm going to leave. Ve'elamid chachmas haumos. I'm going to go now. Try to finish all of math. All of the modern contemporary literature. I'm going to move on to a different topic. No. The Pasuk tells us that you should remain in Torah. For Torah is infinite. Torah is a lifestyle. And we must continue to learn. Even though we've finished all of Torah. But why, I ask you? If I finished all of Torah, so let me move on to the next topic. Why do we have to keep keep going, keep learning and learning? It even kind of feels depressing that now I'm stuck in a topic that I can never finish. There's always more to learn. I always need to keep on going and I'm never going to complete the task at hand. So what do we make of all this? You see, this is what perhaps other nations don't understand. This is what it means to be a Jew. It means it's a certain superpower that's being exposed here that when you are done with the wisdom of the Torah, when you habituate yourself and you show a sense of consistency, of day after dayness, then the Torah and its holiness becomes one with you. It seeps into the soul, the actions that you do by rote over and over again, day after day, it becomes one with you, it drips down into the deep nooks and crannies of your soul and will elevate you to never-before-seen heights. You become one with the Torah through this power of habituation. The Chachmas HaTayra, the wisdom and the learning, is there as what we are to do 
But when you keep doing it over and over again, and you chazer and you chazer, it gets into your bones. Kalita happens, which means absorption. Through this, as we said before, constant exposure to the stimuli of Kedusha and Torah and Ruchnius, one can become Ruchnius. One can become one big chevza of Kedusha. One big item of a spiritually elevated being. Hergel. Habituation. That's the answer. When we go ahead and celebrate Pesach every single year with that special, auspicious, spiritually potent, energized time of year during Nisan then every time we do it again, that Kedusha seeps deeper and deeper into our bones. When you wake up and you say Kriya Shema, that same Pasuk, day after day, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, it seeps in all the way down into your personality, into your consciousness, and it's something that you live with. If you've gone ahead and finished all of Torah, you've been through all of Shaz, all of Talmud Bavli, all of Rambam, all of the Halacha commentators, you got it all. But if you just stop, then it stays on the surface and doesn't become one with you. This idea gives us a whole new meaning to what Yeshaya, the prophet, Yeshaya Hanavi said in Perek Chavtes Pasuk Yergimel, when he gave Rebuke to the Jewish people. He said, People, the Jewish people that have approached me with lip service and they've honored me with the mouth but has kept its heart from me and then the prophet continues. And the basic reading of the Pasuk is and their fear of heaven, oisi mitzvah sanoshim ilumada. Their fear of heaven has been habitual. It's been by rote. And that's the simple reading of the Pasuk. But Rav Yerucham reads it a different way. He said that Yeshaya at the beginning of the Pasuk was saying, you're all giving me lip service type of avoida. It's not getting in to your soul. It's not becoming one with you. It's not working. Your fear of heaven isn't changing your consciousness. It's not becoming real. Why? The end of the Pusik's the answer, not the problem. Because vatihi, and you know what should be? You're awesome, your fear, I see to me, should be consistent. Mitzvah anoshim ilumada. It should be a commandment of men learned by rote. You should keep doing it over and over and over until it becomes part of your zich, part of your being. We pray during davening in our tefillah, vitargilenu, and make us Hergel, make us consistent and habitual. is what we want, it's what we need. But the problem is that when we find that beautiful rut, that single path that we need to be on, those good habits, we do them yoim o yoimayim day or maybe one other day, and then we stop. We don't keep it up. It's not... Mitzvah's anashim ilumada. 
It's just yoyma yoymayim, and therefore it doesn't seep into our being. This wonderful mida and superpower that God has gifted us, called regilos, called habituation, it can be used in so many different facets. Some people have learned even to be able to fall asleep on a bed of nails. It becomes no longer painful. And God forbid, we all know of individuals that have gone through such traumatic experiences, cataclysmic events in their life, but somehow they, they learn to live with it. They get up the next day, and to even the worst pain, they can become rugged with, and it's a gift. It's a gift to be able to habituate yourself to even the most painful stimuli. And bad habits, like we spoke about at the beginning, you got to use this koyach of habituation and consistency to jump into the good way of doing things, forsaking the bad habits, and doing whatever you can to keep doing the good habits over and over again, and to keep forsaking the bad habits day after day, and the pain will subside and change will manifest. And to learn even 18 hours of Torah study a day like Reb Chaim Kanievsky did for decades, how is it possible? It's so hard to focus in learning, to have that type of mental commitment and drive. But I can imagine that Regilus is a part of it. I can imagine if you've done it for a week, already it becomes a bit easier. I can imagine that first time that you take the step up and add five more minutes, it is very painful, but then the next day it becomes a step easier, and so on and so forth. Levena, agabe levena, day after day until you reach your goal. One of the most productive and lauded practices is to wake up early in the morning, early to bed, early to rise. It makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise, and shina shel shachris, late sleeping can remove a person from the world. But it's hard to wake up early. It is literally painful. And the Kitzer Shulchan Aruch of Shlomo Gansfried tells us, with this approach of habituation, in three to four days, you can already rewire your brain and change your morning routine and habits. So there we have it. There's the answer. I'm not a doctor, but it sounds like one can habituate himself to the anxious feelings, exposing himself to problematic things that he knows really aren't problems. And if he does it over and over again, maybe that can give him a sense of relief, of peace, and bad habits. If a person changes them, even in the short term, but then does whatever he can to keep those habits going, he can really see lasting change. Small things, but keeping to them. Habituation, consistency, the key. To study Tyre and do mitzvahs with a heart that's involved with consistency, it will make the Kedusha seep into your personality and permeate your entire being and lift you up. So now, I really have an answer to my father. I have such fond memories and I'm excited every single year 
that when I walk out of shul on Yom Tif, the 15th day of Nisan for Pesach or the 15th day of Tishrei for Sukkot, my dad always jokes, you know, it's funny, the moon's always full on Yom Tif. And now I can tell my dad, you see, that's just it. Things are great when they're the same. When you find a beautiful rut, then do whatever you can to stay in it. Go ahead and find those good habits. Get rid of the bad habits. At least for one or two days, and then do whatever you can to remain in that rut with consistency and habituation the way we should do mitzvos, like anoshim milumada. We should do them by rote. We should be people that are targilenu b'toyrah secha. Please, God, habituate ourselves to your Torah. So go ahead. Observe the world. See how things are recreated by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Almighty, day after day with consistency. Mimic them. Find the perfect rut. And then, with habituation, become one shtick Torah. Become an elevated and spiritual being, habituating yourself day after day, rung after rung, until you become kol kulei kadosh, entirely holy.